Alright, uh, welcome back to Any Given Thursday. This is Max here with my co-host, David Blomquist. David, how are you? I'm doing swell today, man. Swell. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I like a radio thing, and you just sounded like a shy southern nerd. I was going for my old, uh, uh, old there, as well. Hey, there, we could do southern drow as well, if you would prefer. <laughs> Uh, and that's the VOD. We'll see you third Friday on any given Thursday. Uh, just kidding. Um, we are here to, um, hopefully fairly briefly, uh, for our own sanity's sake, uh, preview the, uh, tomorrow's match day number one in the group stage, both the Europa and the Conference League. Ooh, that's exciting. Isn't it just? Wow. Uh, we've been doing all this fucking qualifying. Finally, we're at the real fucking thing. We're finally here. We've reached the point we've been looking forward to. The group stages are finally upon us. Very exciting. Uh, why don't we just get right into it then? Group A in the Europa League uh, at 12.45 Eastern, Zurich will host Arsenal. Yeah, that uh, Arsenal heading to Switzerland. They're going to be heavy favorites to pick up all three points in this one and bounce back from a very disappointing loss to United. Mm-hmm. Weekend. This one should be relatively straightforward for Arsenal. You never really know with midweek European games, but I have them winning this one 3 nothing. I'm going to say Zurich nil, 5 Arsenal. Wow. I think they're going to fucking come out with a, like a bat out of hell and they're going to punish Zurich for their loss at United. And also Zurich suck balls right now. Yeah. Um, so true. that is what I think is going to happen. Um, then we have also at 12.45... We have PSV hosting Bodo Blimt. Yeah, this is going to be one of the key matchups of the day in all likelihood, and it could be very decisive in the final positioning of this group as both these teams will be trying to fight for second place. PSV and Bol- and Bodo Glimt are both trying to bounce back after disappointing weekends. PSV lost to Twenta 2-1, and Bodo Glimt got smacked by Molda. How um, bad? I think it was 4-1. Oof, yeah. really? That's no good. That is no good. I think the key matchup in this game is going to be in the midfield. You know, PSV have Sangare, Beerman, probably Javi Simons. I expect to get a good amount of game time uh, today. Or not today, tomorrow. One of those and days. Bodo are going to have to counter that with Veltlesen and maybe Patrick Berg making his return to the club. Maybe he gets some time in this game, but those are both position groups that are real strengths for those teams so whoever can win that matchup should have the upper hand very cool Bodo probably going to look to sit back a little bit since they're comfortable doing so and Knudsen can be very pragmatic and take an offensive approach when he thinks so when he thinks that's the right thing to do but with the technically proficient attackers that PSV have like Cody Gakpo giving them the time and space that sitting back would can be very dangerous. So we'll see how Bodo come out for this one. Always hard to get a read because Newton can really mix it up. What do you think is going to happen in this one? I think PSG, PSV will also come out with a vengeance here. Um, I have them 3-1 Bodo Glimt. I have this one being a lot more defensive. I don't predict a ton of chances. I think Bodo will be able to frustrate PSV because they'll but be... But not Molda. Not Molda, but they'll do something different in this yeah. one. They'll, I feel like they'll bounce back a little bit, mm-hmm. but I still think they're going to lose this one one nothing. I don't see a way they can yeah. get past PSV. Yeah, Bodo's just so full of young players, you know, that a lot of some of a, a chunk of whom didn't have, don't even have the experience of last year now. Yeah. Um, so I think this might be a tough occasion for them. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Group B, uh, twelve forty five, we have Fenerbahce hosting Kiev. 
This one should be fairly straightforward. I think for so. For the Turks at home, you expect them to take this. I think we both have them down as 2 nothing victors. Yes, we do. Uh, so AEK and Ren, 12-45 as well. Um, I think this will be interesting to see. We've praised AEK Lenarka a lot uh, in qualifying. Um, and it's intriguing now to see how they stack up against this level of opposition, which we've yet to see them play against. Um, uh, so I think we'll get a sense of how high their level really is. And don't uh, don't sleep on a result here. I think Ren may find it difficult um, in Cyprus, and it'll be a little bit of a test of their of their Europa League medal going that far. Um, I have AEK one, Ren two. I think you're right about. This being a real test for Ren in their Europa League medal. It's their first. Again. I think you're right. This is going to be a real tough test for Ren. You know, it's their first European game of the year, and that can always be kind of tricky. Just getting into form for that competition, getting in the mode and getting ready to play, and having to travel all the way to Cyprus is going to be difficult. I think it's going to be two-two. I think AK can grab a sneaky point in this one. Yeah, I think I think that's possible. I've seen Ren in the last couple, like especially uh, in the Conference League, year prior, uh, get really good results. Uh, they and get points against Spurs more than once. <laughs> so, or sorry, I think they drew two two at home, but looked the better team. Obviously, that was a terrible version of Tottenham, but you know, I think they have a li- enough pedigree to be able to handle yeah, it. Yeah, they had the experience, but yeah. sometimes that first game of the year. All right, let's move on to Group C. More some more twelve forty five games, Ludigorets and Roma. Yeah, it's the first one in this group state or this group and Roma traveling all the way to Bulgaria. But I still think they Not should that far. come out. Yeah. yeah. They should come out on top of this one pretty easily. I have them uh four one victors. I think Ludigorets will find a little consolation goal. I have uh Ludigorets nil, three Roma. Alright. And the other one is also should be fairly straightforward. HJK hosting Batiste. That's a bit further to travel for Batiste, but yes, it is. even then, quality yeah. difference. Again, it's like, the thing with Europe is, like, everyone, the teams always bitch about it, and I'm like, bitch, like, look at these American teams going on their cross-country trips. Yeah, New like, England going to Los it's Angeles. It's so much <laughs> less bad than you think. You're like, oh, no, we have, like, a four-hour flight? God forbid. Um, yeah, so uh, I have uh, I have HJK losing pretty comfortably here. I have them one, Batiste four. I have three nil. Just There you go. Yeah, I'm giving them difference. one goal for the for their artificial pitch that they're still on. Oh, the ball bounced exactly. The way they think it will. Exactly. Um, so Group D, we continue the 12:45s. So many 12:45 slots. Well, it is, you know, first four groups play yes, 12:45. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so uh, we have Malmo uh, and Braga in in Sweden. Um, I have this being a tight one. Malmo won one Braga. I also think this will be a tight one. Malmo are a better team than I think people give them credit for. It's kind of bad right now. Yeah, they're just in a bad bit of form. And Braga are a better team, so I think that even going to Sweden, they should take this two one. Okay, uh, then one of our one of our favorite games of the of the of the week here: Union Berlin hosting Union Saint Georges. Ooh, the Union Derby. The Union Derby. Um, Union, uh, I think I think in Berlin. Is going to be one of the better European venues this year. Um, it was a little different last year in the group. They went out in the groups and there was still COVID stuff then, uh, uh, restrictions. And 
you know, they hadn't been that that uh, in the conference level before. Uh, now they move up into the Europa League with a stronger team and a little bit of pedigree now. Um, I think uh, the atmosphere will be sensational. Um, I think USG will find them hard to break down. Um, I read an article today that suggested that Union Berlin was struggling to defend more than usual, and it's because they've conceded one goal per match instead of fewer than one goal per match. Oh, wow, that's just terrible. Exactly. I know. Um, bad take. Um, Berlin have also obviously been scoring freely on the break, which we've talked about. Uh, Geraldo Becker is in the form of his life. He is so good. Yeah. Very but that, player. with the home advantage, you'd certainly have to favor Union Berlin, I think, uh, by a goal or two. Um, uh, one thing I will be watching for um, is that... Uh, is how they handle their striker situation because Jordan Pifak uh, is probably going to miss through muscular injury and he's been off to a good start. Um, he also, I saw an ESPN FC interview where he like officially put to bed the questions about his name. Yeah, it's Pifak. It's P. Well, okay. What I I guess I didn't realize is that Jordan. I didn't realize what his actual legal name was, which is Sibichu, but he's closer with his mom and her last name is Pifak, so he prefers to go by Pifak. And I thought I understood that until he was listed as Sibichu on his Union jersey. and But I guess he's not allowed to have Pifak if it's not his legal name. So he can either have Jordan or Sibichu. So I think he's been leaning towards Jordan. Yeah, which is how it appears. It on yeah, just being Jordan which now. is how it appears on something. So that's why he has his first name on his jersey uh, at, in Berlin. But yeah, he prefers Pifak because he's close to his mom. But his legal name is Sibichu. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so Diogo Laite could also miss three injury. Um, meanwhile, uh, this should be a little bit of a, I mean, USG's solid. They haven't been in great form in the league, though. So I think this will be a tough, a tough experience for them. Um, but if they can get through, get through it, it might be useful for their, uh, long-term success in this group. Um, I have Berlin three, one St. Gilles I have the same score. How about that motherfucker? Okay. Wow. Uh, group E. United hosting Real Sociedad. Wow, this is... And this is now into the 3 p.m. territory. This is the big ticket matchup. This is the big ticket the matchup of, of, of the week, you'd think. A uh, bit of a star-studded affair. United has rescued their form, uh, winning four in a row, beating Arsenal 3-1 on the weekend, and looking pretty confident. Um, I wouldn't say 3-1 was a totally fair result. I think a draw was probably on balance the most what I would have guessed, um, but they defended well, which is shocking. They looked competent in the midfield for the first time in forever. Um, they Bruno Fernandez and Christian Eriksen have begun a bit of a frightening partnership uh, that's just developing, um, where Eriksen's sort of playing as a free eight, and Bruno's sort of straddling positions. I think he's like going between his like classic ten. Um, a bit of a free eight, and I mean, I even saw him pop up in like kind of a false nine position, switching with Rashford a couple times. Um, they look quite good together. Uh, Lissandro Martinez and Varane have been really solid ever since Maguire was yanked out of the lineup. Uh, imagine that. Uh, they've been pretty organized. Um, and Rashford finally got off the mark, which he badly needed with two goals against Arsenal. Um, and so did Anthony, who started his in his first uh, his first minutes, um, the hundred million dollar man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I think the lineup will probably be mostly similar since this is a since this is the uh, the other best team in the group. 
Um, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Casemiro gets a start over McTominay. Even though McTominay's be, been okay. It would be very interesting to see. Yeah. You could see. I'm. It's surprising the role Erickson's taken at United and that he played at Brentford as well. Because when he was at Inter, one of the big things was that he wasn't moving very well. He was becoming more stationary. They were playing him more as like a, a stationed attacking midfielder who gets the ball and then plays it off onto the strikers who are running forward. And then obviously with the heart it's issue... more of what he did at Tottenham. Yeah. Then with the heart issue, you expect, okay, he's done running. He's going to be a very stationary player. now. And now with United, he's really taken up a role of moving back and helping out the defense and... Uh, it's been quite the opposite. Kind of move the ball out of the defense, and yeah. he's still getting forward as well. In yes. the Brentford disaster, he Ten Hag slotted him in as a six, which was harsh on him. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, he didn't. Nothing. Nothing was a hundred percent his fault. But like that goal where De Gea puts in a terrible square pass to him that leads to a goal, like that's not his natural position. He's much more comfortable in a little higher up, being able to. What's cool is that he's been instead of playing the, like the Bruno Ten role, he's sort of like. The go between between the defense and the and the and the attackers right now. Uh, he was instrumental in that Arsenal game, so that's pretty fun. Taking up that role, really. Yeah, well. he and Bruno have this interesting thing now where where Ericsson will sort of pick it up. He'll pick it up in the midfield and play kind of not direct as in long balls, but you know longish. Ericsson will play these like longish passes, um, not you know like short side to side, um, but sort of like right through the through the heart of the midfield. Um, and then Bruno can sort of distribute to the front line. Um, that's something to look out for. Um, uh, Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo might start too. I hope he does. I, I just want to see him play. I think I think he and Casemiro are candidates to start. Um, but it won't be all that easy because Sociedad is very organized, um, like to control tempo. They just drew Atleti 1-1 on the weekend in the, with a pretty even balance, I think. Uh, the Isak replacement, uh, Sadiq Umar, came off the bench and immediately equalized for them in the second half. I'm sure he'll start on Thursday. I wrote Saturday. Gomez. Uh, Yarza Ball, kind of a talisman, is still out with ACL. He won't be back until, like, at least October. So that'll definitely affect their group stage lineups. Uh, I think center back Robin Lenormand also looks like he can miss three-foot injury. And I was really hoping that David Silva starts to torment his former Manchester rivals. Um, that said, uh, I think United probably get the edge here. Uh, a little bit of momentum. Um, I think the I think just the home advantage will, will carry them here. I have United two one Sociedad. All right, I have this one going as a draw. Yeah, one one. That's what I hope. Well, uh, I that's, hope Sociedad will win. That's fun, exciting sports right that there. Is. That's when fun. They tie. That's it's just my good favorite fun. part of it. And here's a fun tidbit for you. So the last time that these two clubs played was in the spring or winter of uh, the 2020-2021 season That'd in the something. knockouts. Yeah, in the knockouts of the Europa League, and uh, uh, when uh, Ollie was in charge, and this was the Manchester United starting lineup. See if you can pick out how many players are not in the setup right now. Uh, Dean Henderson, Aaron Wan Bissaka, Harry Maguire, Victor Lindelof, Alex Tellez, Fred, Scott McTominay, Daniel James, Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood. He who shall not be named. Uh, that is, literally. Rashford, Fernandez, and McTominay started against Arsenal. Um, I think McTominay will be dropped for Casemiro, even though he's been playing decently. Um, so that's two or three players of those will start on Thursday, wow. unless Harry Maguire gets a bone thrown at him. Yeah. Um, so that's just an I mean, interesting. I mean, Wan-Bissaka is still technically 
He's on the team. On the team, right? And he, well, no, there are a lot of them are on the team. They're just yeah. not playing. Wamasaka might get a game. He's hurt, though. In, in the group. Yeah, stages, he's right? hurt right now. Back uh, he's hurt right now. Fred could get rotated into. We'll see. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the other less exciting game in that group is Ammonia and Sheriff in Cyprus. I have Ammonia 2, Sheriff nil. I have this one being a little... I think it's going to be a scrappy game. Oh, you like a scrapper, Love don't a you? good scrap. Of course you do. You know, watching teams just fight. <laughs> That's what the sport's about. It's fighting for the badge. Fighting for your opponent. Just, it's about maybe fighting. It's, <laughs> maybe you throw a punch. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I think it's going to be Ammonia 1-0. I think playing in Cyprus, playing at home, will be enough to see them through. Yeah. Sheriff can't score. Uh, at least in Europe. So, Group F. Lazio hosting Feyenoord. Uh... You know, we're not highlighting this one much only because they're the two clear favorites out of this group. And um, it could be key for the seeding in first and second, though. If Feyenoord can pick up a result, that would be big for that. Um, yeah, one of the games we'll be watching a lot and definitely one we'll be talking about on Friday. So fear not. Yeah, Lazio have been really good when they play the bigger teams recently in Italy. So I think Feyenoord, good competition. Lazio will play up to that level. I think they take this one 3-1 at home in Rome. I have Lazio 3-2 Feyenoord, just for the juice. Um, Sturm Graz hosting Michelin. This one is also happening in that group. It's going to be probably not as quality uh, focused you don't say that. as the Lazio Feyenoord They're game decent. would be. They're both oh. decent teams, so yeah. This is a pretty strong group. This is a strong group. I think Michelin have enough. To go to Austria. And oh, take do you? Prize. I think they do. That's a surprise. I think they're a solid team. I think this I is. I think they're both solid teams. That's why I have Sturm winning 1 0 at home. I have Michelin going 2 1. Sweet. Wow. Let's fight about it later. Yeah, we'll see who wins on when you uh, listen to our reactions on Friday. Indeed. Group G. Nance hosting Olympiakos. This is an interesting one. Um, Olympiakos have had some pretty mad form in Europe mm-hmm. so far, but. You know, I've brought in a lot of new faces that could help and obviously have the pedigree where that Nantes doesn't really have. You know, they're an infrequent European participant these days. Um, historically, you know, have some, uh, have not... What was not I saying? There. These Nantes don't show up in Europe all that often. Yeah, these, these, recently. Days, these yeah. days they don't. Uh, Olympiacos, on the other hand, perennially in the Champions League and Europa League groups. Yeah. Almost always there. So, Usually get out. From Olympiacos, I'll be looking for... Uh, improvement updated form from them that we've seen that we haven't seen Reed as recently and Nons I'm just curious to see what they look like on the stage against you know a big club a big European club um even if they're not from a top league um I think it's handy for them that this game is at home if it was in Olympiacos I'd worry for them um but I think they'll have a spirited performance and the game will finish 1-1 yeah I can't see Olympiacos winning this one I think Nantes would be much more likely to win this one, I agree. Then Olympiacos would be. That being said, I Slightly. do think it'll be. I I think it'll be a draw. Okay. At the end of the day, I have two two. I think Olympiacos find some form with their very cool their front four. All right, Freiburg hosting Karabag. I don't know. It's <laughs> gonna be a tough one for Karabag. I have Freiburg four nil Karabag. I have it only only three nil. Good for you. you know, Karabag get to stick it out a little Good bit. Good for them. All right, let's do the last group of the Europa League, which is Group H: Red yeah. Star and Monaco. Yeah, the first game of this group is Red Star and Monaco, which is a pretty big game for Red Star and their chances of getting through the group, hosting Monaco. Uh, you expect Monaco, when they are playing at home, should be fine. They should be able to win all three of their home games. But for Red Star... Maybe not against Freiburg. But 
in group H. Yeah. Monaco aren't. I'm sorry. Or group G. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Don't yeah. even worry about it. So I'm going just... on the going on the road gives Red Star a chance to get maybe three points that other teams won't be able to pick up. Uh, Monaco beat fellow European team Nice over the weekend, and Red Star off to a good start in the league, but they drew Baca Topola over the weekend. Man, what are you gonna do? Uh, Monaco's new signings don't look like they've really settled in to the team yet. Still trying to figure out how to play everybody together. So this might be the best time for Red Star to get this fixture. Well, Monaco are still figuring those things out and have to go to tough opposition. Red Star have been really full throttle in their domestic league. Their recent games have been averaging around four goals total Jesus. a game. Yeah. Uh, Monaco are very defensively solid right now, though, and their their tempo is going to be even slower than Red Stars. But I think if you're neutral, Red Star should will be trying to make this an exciting game. They'll try to get after it, try to grab a couple goals, and view that as a way to beat Monaco. Monaco also picked up three red cards in the last five games, oh, so God. this know, could be a tough game to. I mean, I they could easily be goaded into one here. Yeah, Red Star can be a little uh, a little tricky. Sometimes they know how, to to play the, know how to play the dark arts. Yeah, it's a tough place. Does, so. It's arguably the toughest place to go in the entire Europa League mm-hmm. and pick up points. Therefore, I think Monaco are going to shit the bed here and lose 2-0. I could totally see that happening. I have it going 1-1, and to be fair, I think these are going to be the only points Monaco drop in oh, the group. Very interesting. So, All right. Uh, the other side of that group, Fenerbahce hosting Trabzonspor. Um, this is a bit of a tough one. Finnish Vados is also a super tough place to go. Trabs and Spore, the better team. Therefore, Finnish Vados 2 to Trabs and Spore. Yeah, I think Trabs and Spore probably view this as a really important game for getting out of the group, mm-hmm. especially if Red Star is able to get any type of result. These are the big ones. Monaco, yeah. If you, you get through in the top two, these are the big these are the big ones you gotta pick up. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're gonna take this really seriously, and I think they win two one. Yeah, I think they'll also take it seriously. Yeah. But not win. Um that's it for the Europa League. Let's do the conference league. Group A. Fiorentina hosting RFS. Yeesh. Uh five nil <laughs> Fiorentina. Alright. I can see that happening. I have a three nil because I think Fiorentina just stepped off the gas. Toward the end. Okay, you have a question for you. Did Fiorentina invent the word voila? That's uh, viola. That means purple. Oh, I thought you were voila. <laughs> no, it says viola. It's because okay. they were purple. So, cool. la viola. Wow, that's so creative. That's um, what they do in Italy. Everyone's a color. Uh, the other game in that group is Hearts and Basak Shahir. Hearts. Basak Shahir? Basak Shahir. Basak Shahir? Okay. <laughs> Hearts coming into this one, and they are going to need to do some rotating. Have a little mini injury crisis. Liam Boyce, Benny Benningham, Kai Rolls, all out injured. Not Boyce. Not Rolls. Not Rolls. Rolls is a good player. I know. those are. That's why there's a two-player I recognize. That's yeah. Nice. And uh, Jorge Grant in their midfield. He picked up a red card against Zurich, being Bummer. kind of an idiot. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. We won't, we won't rehash. Go listen to the episode. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be suspended in for this matchup as well uh so it'll be interesting to see what choices they make they did get um kingsley back and he will likely slot in as the other center back but i think the really interesting thing is what they're going to be doing with the left wing and the 10 uh i think andy halliday will probably get the start in Boyce's absence we could see them maybe use toby civic maybe go with a more defensive approach he's a defensive midfielder and maybe go without a 10 just do more of a traditional 
4-3-3 with the holding midfielder. But it seems like a weird time to experiment with that, playing midweek without a lot of time to prep. Uh, Andy Holiday, I also think, would mesh well with McKay for this game since Holiday likes to drift wide and McKay likes to drift in. They can kind of swap positions effectively and could cause problems for Basaksha here that way. Basaksha here, not without their own problems, though. Their manager... Well, they're, tur- they're a Turkish club. Yes. The Turkish <laughs> clubs love to have weird problems going on. Uh, this one is that their manager can't coach the team because he doesn't have a UEFA pro license. <laughs> so he's not allowed... That's so crazy. How did they not consider that? Why did I they know, hire this guy? He's had it... Well, he can manage domestically because you don't need it to manage domestically. But for UEFA competitions... But they've had a year. Mm. He's just now starting the course, and it's been a year. That's pretty... That's pretty... Like, that's, <laughs> that seems like mismanagement. It's not like they're a second-tier team that like won the Cup surprisingly or something. They're a top-division yeah. team that's that is fighting for that titles. They're they usually finishing zero. top three or four. That's pretty indefensible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's a good manager. He's done well with them. Just can't manage this game. So he's going to be sitting at home watching it from afar just like us. Just like Baumgart in that one yeah. viral video. They are on a small win streak. They've won three in a row. They topped Allianz Spore over the weekend. Uh, they still have not conceded a goal. Allianz Spore, where the star striker is Haji Wright, correct? Oh, yes. I forgot that he okay. was there. Competing for the World Cup number nine spot. Yeah. Speaking of star strikers and people who score goals, Bertrand Traore came on as a sub against Allianz Spore, immediately provided an assist, and expected to get, believe his first start. I think it'd be his first start on Thursday. So the matchup between him kind of running at Alex Cochran and Kingsley, who just came back from injury, should be really interesting to watch and one that Bishakshi here will look to exploit. Mm-hmm. I think the only way Hart's scoring this is if Barry McKay does something magic and provides an easy tap-in for a guy like Shanklin. That's why I have it. Bishakshi here, 2 nothing in Edinburgh. I have magic. I think... Uh, I don't think hearts are going through here, but I think this is a big chance for them to pick up, to give themselves a chance and uh, pick up three points. I'm going to say Tyne Castle drags them over the line to a 2-1 victory. Oh, I'd love to see it. Uh, group B, Anderlecht hosting Silkeborg, uh, fucking snooze this game. Uh, two teams that want the ball and can't score, uh, <laughs> at least at this, at this level. Um, but it's important for that coveted second spot in the group. Um, so, uh, my prediction, Anderlecht nil, nil Silkeborg. I also have it going down to draw 1-1, which I think Anderlecht would be very upset about. I think they, as the home team, want, need this matchup. But, that's not the only game in Group B. West Ham will take on FC Stout Bucharest in London. Hard to see this one being close. Yeah, this feels like a game West Ham should control, and I think they will control it, but I only have it being 2 nothing. As West Ham kind of struggled to score. I think they might run into some similar problems against Stout Bucharest, but they'll have enough chances that they get a couple. I have 3 nothing. All right. Uh, Group C, Austria-Vienne hosting Beersheba. Uh, this is another crucial one for second place. Can Beersheba pick up points in you know a tough road environment? Um can Austria curb some of their early season struggles? Those are my primary questions. I have Austria winning at home 1-0. I think Austria, two out of form right now. I'm going 2-2. Beersheba pick up a point on the road. The other matchup in this group is Villarreal and Lech Poznan. This one 
Should be relatively straightforward. Villarreal are hosting, and I think they're going to take this one 5 nothing. But I could see a 5-1, because Polish teams do weird stuff sometimes, and maybe they'll back their way into the goal. I completely agree with you. Let's just say 4 nothing for differential sake. Differentiating yeah. sake. Uh, group D, we have Nice hosting Cologne. Um... And Nice has obviously been struggling. Favre is under a lot of pressure. Uh, one thing we just learned is that Ross Barkley just joined on a fucking free oh, out of nowhere yesterday. A good, a good pickup. For it does, I guess. But wow, what a what a surprise. Um, so I just recently also learned some fun th- drama things mm-hmm. about Nice because French football is always drama. Uh, so re- one of the reasons Galtier left was not just for the money and for the PSG fan, um, but was falling out with sporting director Julien Fournier. 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 Galtier publicly bemoaned, this is a quote from The Guardian, I should mention, quote, Galtier publicly bemoaned the club's recruitment before a shock defeat to Nantes in the Coup de France final, saying his team had been, quote, overperforming and still had lots of missing parts. We're trying to find, we're trying to qualify for the Champions League, but we strengthened with an Angers substitute. (laughs) He added in reference to the club's winter signing of inexperienced winger Bilal Brahimi, um, then Fournier responded via an explosive interview in L'Equipe, uh, heavily criticizing Gaultier's performance and commitment, describing his comments as an excuse. Sporting director did not hold back, saying the team as it is could have had better results, with more attacking momentum and sometimes more courage. If Christoph had given his full measure with his qualities, we would be delighted right now. You never know a person until you've worked with him. Oh, I love the French. So French. And, you know, it's hard not to side with Gaultier here. Like, without knowing the full story, just because, like, well, I mean, you can't argue his results at certain clubs. Like, he's his, he won the fucking title with Leo. Like, how hard was that to do? Although, he does come across sometimes as a bit of a prick. Absolutely. I've seen this video, but there, he and Kylian Mbappe were doing a press conference because uh-huh. Kylian Mbappe, as you might know, it's a huge prick. Uh, it is a huge <laughs> prick. And also, in addition to being the star mm-hmm. at PSG, is the assistant manager. And the sporting director, as well as the director of football. Pretty uh, crazy stuff. Well, he's not the director of football. I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he, <laughs> I would not be surprised if he was yeah. actually the assistant manager. I'm being intentionally... Uh, he is, I would say he's yeah, co-chairman. Co- uh, yeah. That's he how I describe it. were asked about if PSG would consider taking a train to away matches <laughs> because of the environmental footprint. And Gaultier and Kylian Mbappe look at each other and just... Like, break out laughing <laughs> at the idea of possibly doing something beneficial for the environment. Yeah. Hilarious. Right. Uh, Galtier has actually made PSG look really good so far in a way that uh, late Tuchel and Pochettino, two, you know, world-class managers in many respects, couldn't manage. To be fair to Tuchel, he did get him to the, you know, Champions League final and Pochettino got him to the Champions League final, so it's not like they're total schmucks, but they seem to be in a different atmosphere right now. This is not about PSG. Um, the point is that Nice is a mess, and you know their recruiting does seem a bit confusing when you look at it from afar. You know, recruiting old stars, Premier League castoffs, and also young breakthroughs. They haven't really been meshing. It seems like um, another one with Ross Barkley has just entered the pace, but at least he's not like thirty-five. Mm. Um, they can be very one-dimensional and build up an attack, um, which has resulted in being stymied by. Resolute defense. What we saw when they were playing in the qualifiers, it's they really Aviv, struggled yeah. to find that goal against Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um, it, took individu- it took a moment of just individual brilliance, one of the better strikes. Yeah, to get them we'll through the tie. Season. Yeah. Um, they need to win real bad, especially at home. And they could see if this doesn't go well for them, that the fans could start turning, um, which is not pretty. Um, Cologne, Wimmel, just keeping the good vibes rolling. Uh, 
Baumgart at the helm. They beat Wolfsburg 4-2 over the weekend. Uh, they seem to like to embrace a little bit of that chaos, which might be a good recipe for success at, at Nice right now. Um, I'm going to ride that chaos. I'm going to say Nice 1, Cologne 2, bitch. I'm also riding the chaos. I, I love that. Cologne and you hate me so much I for some reason. I don't know why. Something about them just irks me. I think it's because they're French. <laughs> We're all French inside. Um, let's go to Slovakia hosting Partizan. I have Slovakia 1, Partizan 2, putting up a bit of a fight, but eventually falling. I don't like copying you, but I had the same score down. So Sick. we both agree on that one. Uh, group E, Dini Pro 1 hosting AZ Alkmaar. I have Dini Pro 1, Alkmaar 3. It'll be interesting to see Dini Pro in action against big teams since we haven't been able to watch a lot of them just starting their season and only coming into qualifiers in the last round. But yeah, as I said, I had them winning 3 nothing. Sweet. Next one. Vaduce hosting Apollon. Ooh, our favorite, our, our tournament favorites, Vaduce. Um, you know what? I'm riding the Vaduce train. Vaduce 2 2 Apollon. Wow. They get a result. First at home. change game in Liechtenstein ever. Ever. They get a result. They get I'm a result. calling it. I have Apollon winning this, but I think Vaduce will do what they've done and put up a good fight. Indeed. And I have Apollon winning 2 1. All right. Group F. Ooh. Shamrock in Ireland uh, hosting Jur Gardens. I have Shamrock 1, Jur Gardens 1. Um, obviously, Drew Gardens are better, but I'm just going to take the same thing, the emotion of hosting a group stage game and playing to their strengths at home. They've been good at home. They've been really uh, good I think home. they get a result here. I don't, I'm not going to read too much into that, but I think they get a result. I think, you know, I assume Ekdal plays, and he is a very sizable defender. He's tall. Yes, you know. You love Ekdal. I do love Ekdal. Even, buddy, without buddy. Hein, even without Hein, I think... His matchup with Gaffney there, though, is what I was going to talk about. It's the fact that Gaffney's having to go up against somebody who's equally as proficient in the air, equally strong, equally tall. That can kind of take him out of the game. And I think getting those, winning those clearances and being able to play off of those are too important to Shamrock. And I think they're going to struggle to win those clearances and start their counterattacks that way, which is mm-hmm. why I think Kiergarten should take this one fairly comfortably. I'm going 3 nothing. Cool. Mold hosting Ghent. Yeah, these two teams... They're coming in kind of opposite form. Molda have been nearly perfect over the last couple months and just I like thrashed. perfection. Just in fact, I usually them. demand it from the people around me. Shut up! <clears throat> uh, sp- <clears throat> uh, they beat Bodo Glimp 4-1 over the weekend. Well, Ghent have kind of stumbled out of the blocks. They lost the Shadowwalk on Sunday as them in seventh place. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Playing at home Star should War, also man. give Mold the key advantage here. Uh, Ghent like to possess the ball, but Molda are really fine playing on the counter. They only had 34% possession against Bodo, and they still won 4-1. And they've got nine shots off, six of them on target, so they are very comfortable hitting on the break and creating stuff from those opportunities. I've seen a lot of pre- people predicting like a really easy victory for Molda, though, and I don't think that will happen. But I do agree. The form, the home field, the matchup, they all play into Molda's hand here. So I have them winning 2 nothing. I have Molda 3-2 Ghent. I think I'm going to embrace... At some point, you got to embrace a little bit of the Europa League chaos. There's always a couple of games that pop off more than you think. I think Molda's been really good, obviously. But maybe there's not as much difference, like you're saying, between a really informed mold and an average Ghent, they're still like 
I think, pretty close. I think I take Molda because of form and the home field advantage. Yes. Group G, Balkani, hosting Cluj. Another first here. Another first group stage match for Kosovo. Um, I forgot to do a prediction, so why don't you go first while I think? Yeah, so this it's kind of a tough group for Balkani in the sense that even though there's not a star team, there's also not a team that's really bad that they can compete against. So... I think it's going to be tough for them to get any points in this one yeah. or to get on TV in this one, which is kind of the lose-lose for them. And, I and think, for us. And for us, because I want to see them play. But I think Clues are going to take this one too. one I think they are just a better team. But they'll have some trouble going to Kosovo. Those fans will be really excited to see this for the first time. I happen to agree with you. Uh, Sivaspor hosting Slavia Prague. Yeah, it's always it's tough to say... Uh, First game week is a must-win, but it kind of feels that way for Sivaspor. If they don't pick up three points here, it's going to be really difficult to see them topping the group and getting the bye. Topping the, the group, run. sure, yes. yeah. Um, these are probably the two favorites in the team, so you would still fancy Sivaspor to maybe fight and be able to hold Cluj off for second place, even if they lose this matchup. Um, so I think that there's some importance to this one, and these points could be really critical come November. That being said, I think Sivaspor will disappoint, and I think Slavia will take this one 2-1. to one. I have exactly the same. Yeah, yeah it's like your copy. I nerd. Group H. The they last group. Basel hosting Punic. I have Basel 2-0 Punic. I have Basel getting a third goal yeah. in there, so 3 nothing. I just don't trust their uh, offensive output right now, but I, and Punic I don't think are like, like horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they've actually, as we talked about in the Palooza, uh, they had a couple of good results in qualifying. Put it back them to keep it close. And the last fixture, uh, Slovan Bratislava hosting Zagreus. Yeah, I think Slovan are, I think they're a better team than Zagreus. They should be. They should be. I would expect them to be. I also think they're playing at home. So I think it'll be 2 nothing, but a very comfortable 2 mm. nothing. I have a slightly less comfortable one nothing. Um, I think Bratislava... Um, I think Zalgiris, um, last time we saw them out in a road game, uh, they lost 1-0 to Ludogorets, and then had a feisty home affair where they almost got through the tie. So I'm going to have that mirrored, especially because we just saw Slavon struggle at home. Um, so I think that's done it. I think we've done it. Wow, yeah, that was every game. So. That was every game of Europa and the Conference League. So check out... The game's on Thursday. Let us know which ones you're looking forward to. Indeed. Which add us on Twitter. Yep. Hit up our Twitter, our Instagram. We... Hit up our Twitter, our Instagram. We started posting on TikTok a little bit, and we're about to drop a little Jeremy Doku review. Dokes! So watch that. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you All on right. Friday. We'll see you Friday. Cheers to the gaffer.